Good morning, and welcome to the Joy in the Morning. This is Aaron Harris, pastor of the Altoona Bible Church. We are conveniently located at Union Avenue and 31st Street. We hope this broadcast will help you think on the things of the Lord as you prepare your heart for ministry among the saints today. Stay tuned for the next 30 minutes of inspiring music, challenging stories, and a Bible study. Listen now as the Altoona Bible Church Choir opens our broadcast this morning with a song entitled, Roll Billows Roll. marketplace of Rotterdam, Holland. There used to stand a curious old corner house known to the inhabitants and to the visitors by the striking name, the House of a Thousand Terrors. The brave Dutch have a thrilling history. No period of their national existence is fuller of incidents or interest than the 16th century. King Philip II of Spain was lord of the land a cruel and bloodthirsty tyrant. He no sooner came to power than he set himself to persecute the Dutch. Many thousands were tortured, maimed, imprisoned, their goods confiscated, and themselves banished from the realm. At last, the brave Dutch rose against their prosecutors, and a terrible war ensued waged with perhaps more inhumane cruelty than any European war before. 
a great Spanish army invaded the land under the leadership of the Duke of Alva, a monster in human form. He laid siege to city after city. His method was to demand the submission of the town before a certain hour, failing which he threatened to put all the inhabitants to the sword without mercy. Rotterdam held out bravely. But at length, through the treachery, the Spaniards gained an entrance and commenced their work of slaughter. Every house was broken into, and the inhabitants massacred in cold blood. At this certain house, there was a crowd of men, women, and children waiting what appeared to be certain death. Other houses around them were being entered, and they could hear the dreadful work in progress on all sides. A thousand terrors seized hold upon them. Their turn would soon come. Suddenly, one of their number had an idea. There was a young goat on the premise, and with a knife on his belt, he slew the goat. The blood flowed freely upon the floor with a broom. They swept the blood under the door of the house, so it ran into the street beyond. And then, with shutters closed and doors barred, they all waited in silence. In due course, the Spaniards arrived at the house. But when they noticed the blood streaming from beneath the door, they moved on, assuming one of their own had already done the awful deed. The people within the house realized the glorious truth, that they were saved. The shed blood had saved them. Shortly after, the Spanish army withdrew, leaving behind a city of death. But for the people in the house of a thousand terrors, they had rejoiced in the shed blood of the goat for their safety. If you have not trusted in the death of Lord Jesus Christ, you are in the sentence of death. But God, who is rich in mercy, spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all. The precious blood of Christ can save you too. Just put your trust in him. Listen now as John and Penny Harris, Cheryl Howman, and Larry Grable sing for us this beautiful song entitled, The Love of God.
during the morning, which is presented each Sunday at the same time by the Altoona Bible Church. We begin with our Sunday school hour at 9.30. Then at 10.45, we all gather in the main auditorium for our morning worship service. We invite you to listen to or watch our church services. Our services are on Facebook at Sunday at 11 o'clock and 7 p.m. and Wednesday night at 7.15 p.m. We invite you to visit our website at www.altoonabible.org. Also, we're on the Johnstown Altoona Access Channels 9 and 14, and there are services available on the local radio stations on Sunday at 11 o'clock, 12 noon, and 7 p.m. If you have any questions concerning our church services, please call the church office at area code 814-942-2131. Listen now as Tyler Cook plays for us the violin this wonderful song, Oh, the Deep, Deep Love of Jesus.
the freshwater eels of American and European lakes and rivers are among the most amazing and puzzling of all creatures. For thousands of years they've kept a secret, and we are still a long way from finding the answer. Country people in both America and Europe know that every fall the adult eels can be seen heading down the river towards the sea on their way to their breeding ground. Years ago, people thought the eel's breeding ground must be only a short distance out to sea. Dr. Schmidt, a Danish naturalist, was not so sure about this, for he had heard of elvers or baby eels being netted by fishermen far out into the Atlantic. He decided to try and find out where the eels went to raise their families. It took him 12 years of real detective work to find the answer. And a very surprising answer it was. It was an impossible job for one man to search the whole of the Atlantic Ocean. So he asked the captains of ships sailing between Europe and America to help him. They were to let down some special fine mesh nets at intervals on their voyages and report if they caught any young eels. It was not very long before the first reports began to come in. Like a detective, Dr. Schmidt began fitting the jigsaw clues together. To his astonishment, the clues seemed to show that the baby eels, or elvers, were all coming from the direction of the Saragasso Sea. Does the eel have some kind of built-in direction finder that keeps him on course? If he does, how does it work? We just don't know. The eel has kept its secret for thousands of years, and it would seem that it will keep it for a thousand more. If the adult eels guide their families back home from the Saragasso, we might be less puzzled. But the adult eels never return. Once they have left our rivers and streams and have headed out to sea, they are never again seen. Only God who created the eels knows the secret. There are many who may scoff at the mysteries of nature, but we who are saved and believe in the all-powerful, all-knowing, and ever-present God, these mysteries are simply the proof that God does exist, and He cares for us. Listen to the words of this song as Joy Hoover sings, Nearer, Still Nearer.
once again this Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. Our doors will be open here at the Altoona Bible Church. Time now for our Bible study portion for our broadcast. And this morning, the topic for Bible study is the life of the Lord Jesus Christ past the ascension of Christ, past his 40 days of Bible conference. You see the power of Peter and the rest of the apostles. Acts chapter 5, verse number 12. And by the hands of the apostles were many signs and wonders wrought among the people, and they were all with one accord in Solomon's porch. Verse 15. Insomuch as they brought forth the sick into the streets and laid them on the beds and the couches, that at the least of the shadow of Peter passing by, might overshadow some of them. And there was this great healing. Acts chapter 1, verse 2. This is what we talked about. Under the day in which he was taken up. After that, he through the Holy Ghost had given commandments unto the apostles whom he had chosen. It's not the acts of the apostles. It's the act of the Lord Jesus Christ through the apostles whom he chose. And it begins with the 12 and Acts 1, 3. It's all about the kingdom during those 40 days. Matthew 18, 18 down to verse 20. Verily I say unto you, whatsoever ye shall bind on earth shall be loosed in heaven, and whatsoever ye shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Again I say unto you that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them my Father which is in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in the midst of them. And that's not the simplest form of the church. This is two or three gathered together, whatever they would agree. It's going to be bound on earth. It's going to be bound in heaven. It's going to be loosed on earth. It's going to be loosed in heaven. Think upon that as we think upon these 40 days after, the days after those 40 days after the ascension of Christ. In Acts chapter 5, verse 1 through verse number 11, we see the issue of Ananias and Sapphira. Now, we can't read all these verses of Scripture, and I would encourage you to be reading them. But Acts 5, 2, and 3 says, And kept back a part of the price, his wife also being privily to it, and brought a certain part and laid it at the apostles' feet. But Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled thy heart to lie to the Holy Ghost and to keep back a part of the price of the land? And of course, then he falls over dead. Later, his wife, not knowing what's going on, also falls over dead. Ananias and Sapphira had lied to God, the Holy Spirit, and not just to man, not just to Peter and the apostles. Ananias and Sapphira were not saved individuals who had a lack or a lapse of faith. They were unbelievers. They were unbelievers trying to make their way into the kingdom of God. And we see the power and we see the truth of Matthew 18, 18, 19, and 20. What about Simeon? In Acts chapter 8, verses 12 and 14 and 18 down to 20, Philip went into Samaria and preached to the city. The people responded to the message of Philip. Simon the sorcerer was among those who heard, believed, and was water baptized. Acts 8.13 For a long time he had deceived the Samaritans in believing that he was some great power of God. Simon was amazed at the power demonstrated by Philip and by the apostles. He further was amazed when Peter and John had come and laid their hands on the believers at Samaria to receive the Holy Ghost. Where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am. Whatever is bound in earth is going to be bound in heaven. Peter and John agreed. These Samaritans had believed they received the Holy Spirit. 
Simon then offered money to Peter and to John for the power of the Holy Spirit. Though the Bible said he believed in Acts 8.13, was Simon really saved? What did, what did he believe? Did he actually become a child of God? Notice what Peter says concerning Simon in Acts 8.20, Thy money perish with thee, because thou thought that the gift of, of God may be purchased with money. Thy heart is not right in the sight of God. Verse 21. Verse 22, repent. Verse 22, if perhaps the thought of thy heart may be forgiven thee. You are in a gall of bitterness and a bond of, of iniquity. Simon Peter then Simon then says to Peter, pray for me in verse 24. So he this to me, this individual was not a saved individual. He was an unbeliever again, trying to get the power the power of the Holy Spirit by offering money. Acts 8 18. When Simon saw the laying hands of the apostles, the Holy Spirit was given. He offered them money. Verse 21. Thou hast neither part nor lot in this manner, for thy heart is not right in the sight of God. Simon was not a believer. He tried to buy the power of the Holy Ghost, which was a gift of God, by offering Peter and John money. Again, think of Acts 18, 18, 19, and 20. Whatever is loosed on earth is loosed in heaven. Whatever is bound on earth is absolutely bound in heaven. And again, this goes back to those verses in Acts 1, 2, and 1, 3. That those 40 days, the Lord taught them concerning the kingdom. And what you have is, here you have 12 apostles. Judas was replaced with Matthias. And you have the 12 apostles, and it's really the act of the Lord Jesus Christ now through his apostles. And what are they going to be teaching? They're not teaching about the body of Christ. As we shared, the body of Christ did not begin on the day of Pentecost. They're teaching about the absolute kingdom of God. Everything that you see in light of and following Acts 2 is absolutely in, the, in relationship to the kingdom of God. We need to understand this. We're going to continue looking at this, and we're going to then see and study this change in God's program and, the, and dealing with this, and we'll understand this and see this. This is 2 Timothy 2.15. Study to show thyself to prove the God a workman who needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. So for believers, we need to keep studying God's word, and we need to rightly divide the word of God. If you've never trusted the Lord Jesus Christ, your Savior, Romans 5.1, you can have peace with God. By believing and trusting in the death, burial, and resurrection, he died for you, that through his death, burial, and resurrection, you can have eternal life. You have been listening to Joy in the Morning from the Altoona Bible Church. We trust you have received a spiritual blessing from this broadcast. It is our prayerful desire that you know the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. So until we meet again by radio, this is Pastor Aaron Harris wishing you God's best for now and for eternity.